Hello and welcome to tonight's Bible teaching. I've got some very powerful things I want to share with you, some things that are on my heart today. That uh, a new series, really. And we're going to be studying into some things. And I believe this series is going to bless you. And I believe it's going to stir your life. And uh, today, I don't just want this to be a teaching and a Bible study. I believe that, that the Spirit of God can minister to you and stir your heart in some areas as you begin to listen to the Word of God and to the things that I'm going to be sharing from the Word of God tonight. And uh, I believe that God has some amazing things for our time. I believe that we're, we're on the verge of revival. And anyone who's been collect, connecting up with this ministry and has heard me teach, has heard me say that uh, a lot recently, and I believe other ministers are saying this as well. I believe there's a stirring inside people's hearts and people know that we are, we're, we're about to enter into some amazing things. God has an amazing uh, revival, a move of the Spirit of God for our day. And I believe it's going to be beyond imagination. It's going to be beyond what many people could even expect or imagine because God, God wants to move. But it's important that we understand some things and it's important that we hear the word of God in some areas. And so today, as I said, it's going to minister to your heart. It's going to stir your heart. And I'm starting a series where we're going to talk about God's dwelling place. And we're going to talk about walking in the reality of God's presence in your life. You know, Christianity is not just a moral code. The Bible, yes, it includes moral teaching, but Christianity is not just a, a moral code or a philosophy. It, it, it involves power. It involves the reality of God. It involves God walking with us and dwelling with us, living in us and showing up in our lives. And many Christians have never really experienced much of God showing up, but I believe he wants to show up some more. And I believe that we're going we're gonna to begin to step into some things. And, and, and some of what I want to show you from the Word of God tonight, I believe it'll, it, it'll stir a vision in your heart. As you begin to see in the Word of God some things, I want this to raise the level of your expectancy. This whole series is designed to make you hungry. It's designed to make you want to cry out and begin to cry out for more of God in your life. You see, you know, many people know that God's been drawing them closer. Many people have sensed in their heart that the Spirit of God's saying, come closer to me and spend more time with me. But very often we're getting distracted or we're putting it off to tomorrow. Uh, but I believe we're, we're coming into a day where we can't put these things off anymore. God's looking for people who are going to start responding. So hello to everyone who's already greeted us in the comments there. And it's good to see you and uh, hook up and connect with us tonight. Connect in the spirit with, 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 the, with this as I teach the word of God. And, and, and I believe God will minister to people's hearts tonight, today. This, this will be a time of ministry. And this, is, this, this message tonight is going to seek a response from you. Not, not a response that I can see because it's just me on camera, but a response between you and God. As I said, we're on the verge of revival, and, and, and I believe God wants to begin to manifest his glory, manifest his presence, and show up. Christianity is not a lifeless, dead, powerless religion. It, it, throughout the Bible, God has walked with his people. He has dwelt with them. Even in the Garden of Eden, he walked with Adam and Eve. And it's always been God's desire to dwell with us. And in the, some of you who were in our meeting over Zoom on Saturday, we talked about the glory of God in, in the tabernacle and in the temple. 
And we saw that 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 that, that God dwelt with his people. They they saw the manifest glory of God on a daily basis. And in the and in the temple of Solomon, the presence of God showed up. This is the, the this is the reality of the God we serve and the relationship that we have with him. And, and in the New Testament, we're going to look at one particular person tonight who I believe is going to really stir you in some areas. But throughout the book of Acts, they didn't just preach a moral code and a, and the, and this and a, and a lifestyle or a philosophy. Yes, it includes those things and it's there's belief systems, but also God dwells with and he dwells in and he lives inside of us and he wants to show up. And if you'll allow him to, and if you will allow him to begin to work through your life, you can become a vessel that the spirit of God can pour himself through. And I believe God's calling his people up. It's time to take a step up. It's time to begin to take a step up in some areas. Because some things are about to be unleashed. Some things are about to be poured out through the body of Christ. And God's looking for vessels. See, many people are, are, look, are hungry for revival, but they're looking for revival to happen. And, and the fact that in the sense of God just by his own divine sovereign act, just deciding one day, oh, I'm going to pour out my spirit today. But you see, God works through people. God works through yielded vessels. God works through people who take the time in his presence to become so consumed with him that he begins to manifest himself through them and begins to touch the lives of other people through them. Many people in the history have only felt the effects of revival. But very few people have been the instigators, have been the one that, ones that God poured himself through. Today, in our day, God's looking for vessels that he can pour himself through. And some of what I'm about to talk about tonight, I believe, is going to show you how to begin to step into that. It's time for hungry vessels. God wants to walk with his church. See, the Bible shows us Enoch walked with God. And he got so close to God, I believe he just stepped right on over into glory. It says he walked with God and he was not, for God took him. I think, I, I believe he just got so close to God, he just stepped right over into the realm of God. And you can get a lot closer to God. You can get so close to God. Problem is, many people have become content with where they are. They've come, become content with the, the where they're at. And maybe they're a little bit hungry and they sense a stirring in their heart, but they're not responding to that. Now, to, to this message today is a call to begin to respond. I want to start off and I'm going to talk about Stephen. Uh, most of us have heard about Stephen. He was the, most, the first martyr in the church in the book of Acts. And I want to talk a little bit about this man because I want to show you something very powerful in his life. And, and even though we are told very little about him, he doesn't take up a lot of space in the book of Acts because they killed him. But in that little bit of time he was there, there are some powerful things to, to learn from his life. And this is the wonderful thing. Yeah, Stephen was not one of the apostles. Stephen, I don't, there's no indication that Stephen was even a leader in the church. He was just part of the congregation. But I believe Stephen got so full of God and he got so full of the word of God. And, and, and we're probably not going to find out the details about this until we get into until we, you know, we step on over ourselves. And maybe you can have, ask him one day and you'll find out. But I believe that behind the scenes, unseen to anybody, Stephen spent time with God, filling himself up with the word of God. And I'm going to show you scriptures about that. Scriptures that, that as to why I draw that conclusion. So let's go to Acts chapter 6. Acts chapter 6. 
And I'm going to point out some a couple of phrases here, and we're going to dwell on one word tonight. There is one word that we're going to start to talk about. And if you get a hold of this word, it'll transform your work, your walk with God. So let's first chat in, in Acts chapter 6 and verse 3. Now, the apostles wanted some helpers in the church. Uh, they were looking for some helps ministry, we would call it. And it says in Acts chapter 3, uh, sorry, Acts chapter 6 and verse 3. Therefore, brethren, seek out from among you seven men of good reputation, full, full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. So when they began to look for helpers, they put, they put out a couple of qualifications. We want them full of the Holy Spirit and full of wisdom. And we're going to come back to that. That was verse three. Let's look, let's jump down to verse five, same chapter. And the saying pleased the whole multitude and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and the Holy Spirit. It doesn't just say he had faith. It says he was full of it. Now, so we might have heard different phrases about, you know, Jesus referred to little faith and great faith. But, you know, maybe we haven't heard as much about being full of faith as we should have been. I'm going to talk about being full today. But what, what was he full of? Full of faith and the Holy Spirit. He was full of two things. Jump down a little bit to Acts chapter 6 and verse 8. And it says it again. And Stephen, full. What was he? He was full. Full of faith and power. So now we've seen different phrases. It, it, it referred to they were looking for people who were full of wisdom. And we've seen the phrase full of the Holy Spirit or full of the Spirit. We've seen the phrase full of faith. And now here it talks about Stephen, full of faith and power. That's why I've titled tonight, full of, full of the word, full of faith, full of the Spirit, full of power. And you might have picked up the word I want to start talking about. And it's the word full. We're going to talk about what it means to be full. We're going to talk about what it means and what and what. And I'm going to give start to lay before you some things that that we've not begun to realize as much. God wants you a lot more full than you are right now. Many Christians are operating on half full and they're operating on even empty. And I'm not just talking about being filled with the spirit in the sense of the baptism of the spirit, because it doesn't just say he was full of the spirit. He said he was full of faith. He was full of power. He was full full of some things. But before I get there, I want to I want to show you what happened through Stephen. Okay? I want to what happened through this man? This man who was full of faith, full of the spirit, full of power. What happened through his life? Well, we've just read part of it in verse 8. And Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders and signs among the people. I wonder if there's a connection I wonder if there's a connection between him being full and the miraculous showing up through his life. And I'm saying, I wonder, I'm convinced. You might still be wondering, but I'm convinced these things are connected. From verse 3, verse 5, verse 8, I think those are the verses. We, it is mentioned over, it repeats this. He was full. He was full. He was full. You know, one of the reasons many people, when they step out in prayer, and when they step out in faith to believe God for some things, one of the reasons things don't happen and, and, and it seems like God doesn't show up is because they, they, they're, not, they're half empty. 
And when they want to rely on the power of God showing up in your life, it doesn't show up. And, very, and people draw conclusions and they, they create theologies about, well, maybe God didn't want to. And they put it on God. I propose to you that one of the big reasons why things don't manifest is we're not as full as we should be. See, what happened when Stephen got full? It says great wonders and signs began to show up through this man. He wasn't a, an apostle. He didn't have some great ministry. He didn't have a big TV ministry and a website and wasn't known all over the place. He was a helper in the church who became so full of God that miracles began to manifest through his life. But I love this. It doesn't just say wonders and signs showed up. It says great wonders and signs. Great. And that word there, you don't see that used all over the place. It's the same word that's used when Jesus talks about great faith. Mega, megathos, mega faith. Here it's great, mega wonders, mega signs. This is not just talking about a little bit of signs and wonders operating through this man. That word mega is talking about signs that were beyond the normal. Now, we're not actually told many of those signs. We're going to touch on one of them in a minute, but we're not told many of the signs that operated through this man. Do you know, even when you look in the Old Testament, you see different levels of signs and wonders operating through people. There's certain times when it seems like the manifestation of God just kicked up a level. You might think about the ministry of Elijah and Elisha. There was an amazing display, which just seemed a lot more than at other times. The ministry of Moses, the, the level of the miraculous operating through him was, it was incredible. Signs and wonders beyond our imagination. Things that we haven't even imagined yet. And yet the New Testament shows us that what God has for the, for the church, it far exceeds, far exceeds the ministry of Moses and what manifested through the Old Testament. Many people haven't got, haven't got a, haven't got, haven't seen this yet. They haven't got a vision. They look back at those things as if those are the most powerful. But you see, God's wanting to move through a level, begin to move through people in the area of great signs and wonders. Jesus talked about, you'll do greater works. There's a step up that we can begin to take. Get a hold of this. But that's not what I'm talking about tonight. I'm just showing you what happened when he got full. What do you think will happen when you get full? What what do you think will happen if you become so hungry to get filled with God, more full of faith? And I'm not just talking about being full of the Spirit. I'm gonna, I'll am gonna i come to that later in the message. But not just full of the Spirit, full of faith. That means being full of the Word. What, what do you think will begin to happen through your life if you become so full of God? You think God will show up like he did through Stephen? See, many people, they're just wanting God to start a revival, but they don't want to pay the price to get full of God. But there are those who will respond. There are those who will begin to say that they'll get down on their knees and they'll begin to cry out for the spirit of God. And they'll begin to cry out and say, I'm not I'm not satisfied with where I am, God. I'm not satisfied with 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 half measures of you. I'm hungry for more of you in my life. I am hungry for to, to get in the word of God and to become saturated with the word of God and full of faith. And I'm hungry to become full of the spirit of God. That's why I said tonight's message is not just a teaching. I want to stir some hearts. I want to make some of you hungry. I want some of you to respond to this message by lying on your face before God and getting on your knees and beginning to cry out, not just tonight after the message, not just not just for a day or two, begin to make this your lifestyle, crying out and beginning to say, press in for more of God until you become full of him.
And I'm going to show you this is what God wants. I'm going to show you some things in a minute. So Stephen had great wonders, great signs what happened through him. What else happened through Stephen? Most people know that he was stoned. I almost said crucified. Most people said that he was stoned to death. They killed him. But look at what happened just before he, they killed him. See, Stephen began, he, he was he was out on the streets. It doesn't even say he was in a church meeting or whatever. He was he was preaching to this crowd of people who didn't even want to hear the gospel. This wasn't a, a, a people connected up with his preaching. These were people resisting the gospel that he was preaching. But he was so full of God, it didn't matter that they were they were, didn't want to hear the word of God. He had a move of God in his own life. And, and, and let's see what happened. Let's see what happened when, when he, uh, something else, as I said, great wonders. But go to Acts chapter 7 and verse 55. This is, he's preached his message. He's preached to this crowd. And the Bible says they were angry. They gnashed their teeth. They were furious at him for preaching this. But what's happening to him? Now, this is before they stoned him. This didn't happen when they stoned him. In fact, what, what I'm about to read you is part of why they stoned him. They're still standing there angry at him. And notice what happens in Acts chapter 7 and verse 55. It says, but he, and it emphasizes it again, being full. What, being half full? Having a measure? Having a little bit? No, being full of the Holy Spirit. Why do you think it keeps emphasizing this in Stephen's life? It's told us within a couple of chapters, we only have a few chapters about this man's life. And over and over and over again, it says he was full. He was full. He was full. And But he being full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven. Now, that, that doesn't mean he looked up at the sky. The, 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 the preposition is there is into. He looked into heaven. Wow. And saw, saw the glory of God. This is at the end of his preaching. Like I said, they haven't killed him yet. This isn't when they stoned him. He's preaching and the spirit of God comes upon him so strong that he literally looks into heaven. <coughs> and the glory of God manifests and he sees that glory of God. Wow. That's the same glory that, that you know, or, or the glory of God that manifested in the temple and in the tabernacle, the Shekinah glory, the manifest presence of God. And it says, and, he, and, and what else did he see? And Jesus standing at the right hand of God. He has this vision right into heaven where he sees the glory of God. Why? He was full. This isn't just random. This isn't God just saying, well, you know, I'm just going to decide to do things through his life. This is a man who got so hungry for God that he got full of God and he got full of faith and he got full of the word of God. God began to manifest through his life. Is there a connection between what happened through his life and the fact that he was so full? I believe so. What do you think will happen in your life if you become full? I want to talk about tonight what, what, what being full is all about. What does it mean? Many, as I said at the start, there are many Christians, many Christians who, who, who have been spectators of revival. And they've enjoyed being in the meetings while the revival and the move of God's happening. That's wonderful. God, God, can, God can touch you that way. <clears throat> 
God, but, but, but you can decide, do I just want to be a spectator who gets touched by God? Or do I want to be the spark and the fire that God moves through? Do I want to be the one that the glory of God manifests through? Do I want to become so full of the spirit of God, so full of faith, so full of the word of God that, that it just begins to permeate and pull out, come out of every fiber of my being? That's what I want. That's my prayer. I'm, that's what I'm crying out for now. I'm crying out, God, I want to be so full of you. You can be. You can be. In fact, this is God's plan for the church. This is God's plan for you. See, many people have heard about being filled with the Spirit, and we associate that word always with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Now, it's used in that context. But you see, many times people have been baptized in the Holy Spirit, and they got baptized in the Holy Spirit maybe five years ago, or maybe last week, I don't know, maybe five years ago, maybe 10 years ago, some people maybe 20 years ago. And, they, and you say to them, are you filled with the Spirit? They're, oh, yes, I'm filled with the Spirit. Because they're referring to an event that happened. And yes, you got baptized in the Holy Spirit. I'm not saying you didn't. But I'm going to show you scripture that show that the being filled is an ongoing experience. It happens once, but it should become a daily experience as you stay under the flow of the Spirit of God, maintaining a full life. Full of the Spirit. That's what, there's more to being full of the Spirit than just being filled with the Spirit. If that makes, if you can catch a hold of what that phrase says. You can maintain it. I don't want to be a spectator. I don't want to just sit and watch what God does. The Bible says that Moses knew the ways of God. The children of Israel saw the acts of God. But it took a man who tapped into more than the others tapped into. This is what God's calling us to. You see, there's people saying, well, we're waiting for revival. We're praying for revival. I tell you what, God's waiting for somebody who will tap into his presence, who he can begin to flow himself through in revival. A lot of the people who are praying for revival will be the spectators because they're not paying the price to become so full of God that God can move through their lives. And many times through history, God has moved through individuals. And we've heard the names of these revivalists through history. What do you think will happen if 10, 20, 30, 100, 1,000, 5,000, 20,000 Christians become full of God like this? Not just a revival sparking through one man or one woman, but a church that is saturated. And I'm calling the people that are connecting up with from these shores. This ministry was birthed with a hunger to stir revival. And people have been connecting up. And I thank God for the people that are connecting up with this ministry. But I'm calling for you to begin to respond to this message. Because this message, this ministry from these shores is not about me. This is not about one person. This is about a group of people becoming saturated and becoming filled with the word of God and God beginning to manifest through, a ma through, the, through all of us, a massive group of us. That's why this ministry doesn't have my name. This is about the glory of God and the spirit of God manifesting and spreading from this nation and I believe in other nations. Catch a vision of what God's got.
I don't want to be the one who watches revival happen. And yes, you can enjoy revival. If you're a spectator, you can get touched by God. Let's be the ones that God brings the revival through. Let's be the ones that get on our face and get so full of God that God begins to move and manifest through us. <laughs> it's going to happen. It's going to happen. I'm gonna, I'm, let me show you this. Look, go to the book of Ephesians. Go to the book of Ephesians. Some of you have heard about the Ephesians prayers. In Ephesians 1, Paul prays for the church. And that prayer is about the eyes of our understanding being enlightened, that we'll have wisdom and understanding and revelation. But there's another prayer in Ephesians 3. If you want to know how to pray for other people, Ephesians 1 and Ephesians 3 will show you how to pray for other people. This is, these are the prayers to pray for your life. These are the prayers to pray for other Christians. But in Ephesians 3, Paul prays. Now, I want, you to, I want you to realize this. The church at Ephesus was a spirit-filled church. We know from the book of Acts that, that when Paul came to, the, to, to Ephesus, he prayed and these people received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And yes, the church had grown since then, but it was a spirit-filled church. And I want you to notice what he prays for these people. Did he just say, well, you know, you're spirit-filled, so that's it. Well, you're, that, you've got all you can have. No, 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 no. Let's read what Paul prayed for this church. I'm not going to read the whole prayer right now. It starts in about, I think, verse 14. But I want to read you verse 19. It's part of the prayer. And he, say, he says, these are the things that he prays that they would have. And he says he prays to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge. And we'll come back to some of these things about the love of God and these things like that. But notice this next phrase. He's praying this, that you may be filled. Well, hold on, Paul. I thought we we're already filled. No, no, no. Paul says, I'm praying that you might still be filled. My prayer is that you get filled. Filled with what? That you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Whoa. Now, I'm going, to do, I'm going to do some teaching in this series. As I said, this is a series I'm starting. We're going to, we'll do some teaching on, on, on what it is to be filled with the fullness of God along the way. Because there's other scriptures which talk about this. You see, those two words, there's two words there. They're very similar words in the Greek. In fact, there's strong numbers. I think there's only one number apart because they're such similar words. But that word filled actually has the meaning to be crammed full crammed full <laughs> I'll, I'll come back to that in a minute crammed full actually well let's talk about it now how many of you have ever gone on you know you've gone on holiday and you filled your suitcase up with your clothes and 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 and, and your suitcase isn't quite big enough for all your clothes and you squash your clothes in and you push them in and you cram them in that's what it means to cram it in you squash it in and you you try to get more in and when it's full you sit on your suitcase and you jump and you squash it down even more and you cram more in <laughs> what is it to be crammed in to be crammed full is when you get to that point where you are full and you say no 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 i want to be more full I want more. Push more in. Push more in. Push more in, Lord. I want to be more full of you. <laughs> Cram it in. That's what this, that you may be crammed full with all the fullness of God. And that word fullness, you see, these two words, when you put them together, it talks about that which is filled. It's talking about the vessel that is being filled, and it's talking about what is filling the vessel. 
These two words work together. They're, they, they're illustrating the idea of something is being filled, but what is it being filled with? The content, the, the vessel and the content. That you may be filled with all the fullness of what? Of God. God saturating and cramming inside of you. <laughs> what do you think will happen? What happens when you fill a bucket with water? And what happens when it gets totally full and you try, you decide, no, it's not full enough. I'm going to keep more, putting more in. <laughs> what happens? It, be, it begins to overflow. Begins to overflow. It begins to come out. It begins to run around and begins to wet the things around it. That'll happen. That's what happens when you become so crammed full of God. He'll just begin to flow out of you. Jesus talked about rivers of living water. Rivers of living water flowing out of us. You see, what, it, what, is, it, what is it to be full? Well, let's ask the opposite. What is it to be empty? I've, I'm convinced a lot of Christians are running on empty. They're going through the motions. They go, they go to church. They praise, they worship, they might even tithe and give. But, but in their own spiritual lives, they're running on empty. What happens when you try to drive a car that has an empty tank of petrol or gas for our American friends? What happens when you try to, I, I, it's happened to me a few times while I've been out driving and, and, and I've run out of petrol and your car goes, and you got to pull over to the side of the road and that car ain't going nowhere. Many people are wondering why, they, why their faith car isn't going anywhere. They're wondering why manifest, why, why God, when they pray, nothing happens. Because the petrol's on empty. They're running on empty. They're trying to drive, they're trying to run a spiritual life on empty. And then there are those who are half full. Hey, half full is better than empty. <laughs> you, you, can, you can have a half full of petrol or gas in your car. And you can get so far, but you can get a lot further on a full tank. You can go so much further on a full tank. So you can go so far in the things of God if you're running on half and going nowhere if you're running on empty. You can, go, you can get a certain distance if you're running on half, but you can get all the way if you're running on full. Many people have become empty. Many people, they, they, it's why things are not happening. And they say, but, I, but I, I'm in faith. I'm believing God. Yes. And I believe in faith. You've heard me preach on faith. But it doesn't just say Stephen was full of faith. It says he was full of faith and power. He was full of faith and the Holy Spirit. All of these things combined in his life to make a vessel that was saturated with God. And God began to show up. God began to do some things. How do you how do you get something full? How if you've got a bucket that's on empty or it's half full, how do you get it full? Well, you got to put it under the tap. The water. You got to put it under and you got to let that water keep pouring in and keep pouring in and keep pouring in. And someone says, "How long do I keep it under the tap? How long do I keep it under the water?" You keep it there until it's full. Many people put their, they take their spiritual lives, they put it under the, the flow of the Holy Spirit for 10 minutes and then they pull it out and they go, oh, let's go back on about our lives. 
and they got a few drops, but they didn't get full. How are you going to get full? You get full when you stay there and you stay there. And you say, Father God, more. Let's fill me up more. Pour out more of your presence upon me. Pour out more. And they get in the word of God and they say, I want to be full of the word too. See, this is this is the important thing. There are some people that get full of the spirit, but they don't, they're not full of the word. And I believe in the day in which we live right now, the move of the, the move of God, the move of revival. And this is why I'm emphasizing teaching so much. What God has for this earth right now is not just going to be. And I, I'm going to have the courage to say this. Listen carefully. I do not believe that this is going to just be a revival that is a move of the Holy Spirit. Many people are, well, Spirit of God, move in my church. And believe me, he wants to. But this is not just going to be a move of the spirit, a divine move where the spirit of God moves and people don't want to hear the word of God and they don't want to put the word of God in their lives and they, don't, they want to resist the word of God and they want to believe unscriptural things. But they want to have a move of the spirit of God. No, the move of God that God has for the church in our day is going to be a move of the word and a move of the spirit. And that means it's not enough to just get full of the spirit. You need to get full of the word. You need to saturate your life in the word of God. Sit under anointed teachers. Receive. People say, how much word should I get in my life? You, you sit under the tap and you say, I want more. I want more. I want more until I'm full of it. How do you get full of faith? Some people say, oh, well, you see, God just endures faith. He just gives you faith. No, 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 no. That's not how it works. The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. If you want to be full of faith, you've got to saturate your life in the word. You've got to, and, and people say, well, you know, what do you mean by being full of the word? Do you mean you, you're able to quote lots of scriptures? Uh, hey, believe, and I understand, hear me what I'm saying in here. It is good to know your Bible. It's good to know and be able to quote scriptures. But I believe being full of the word is more than just being able to quote scriptures. I believe being full of the word means you have an understanding of the word. Many people know scriptures, but they'll admit, I don't really understand the Bible very much. God wants us filled with understanding. And this is where wisdom comes in. Remember one of the other things they were, it says they sought out people who were full of wisdom. Ephesians tells us, Ephesians, I, I, I believe, I, oh, I've lost the verse. I'm so far ahead of myself in my notes. I'm not even following my notes. But Ephesians, I, here it is, Ephesians 5.17 says, Therefore do not be unwise. Unwise is the opposite of being wise. Therefore do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. What is the opposite? What is being unwise? Being unwise is not understanding. So that would imply the opposite is true. Being wise is understanding. And God wants to bring understanding of the word of God into your life, not just knowledge of scriptures to be able to quote scriptures. And yes, please have that too. <laughs> we should be able to quote scriptures and speak scriptures, but, but God wants to bring an understanding of his word. And that is why teaching, anointed teaching coming forth into your life is so important. But get hungry for more. Get hungry for more. Get filled with the word of God. You get filled with the word of God and you open your heart to the word of God and you say, Father, I believe it. I believe you are who you say you are. I believe that, that when you say you're my healer, you are my healer. Full stop. No questions asked.
See, a lot of people will say, oh, yeah, I know the Bible says it, but that's why they're not full of faith. Faith doesn't question the word. Faith doesn't put all the buts in. I know God said it, but if you want to be full of faith, you'll be a person who'll say that God says it and that is it. No, no questions asked. I accept it that way. Someone said, oh, yeah, you know, that healing stuff, you know, but God doesn't always heal. And but this, oh, you see, this is why they're not full of faith. They're full of questions and doubts and uncertainty. God talking about Abraham talks about the fact that he was fully persuaded that what God had said, he was able also to perform. So if you want to be full of the word and full of faith, you've got to be full of understanding of the word of God, clarity, revelation, understanding of truth. You've got to expose your life to the word of God more and more and begin to saturate the word of God into your life. And then it's got to be birth faith on the inside of you. And when you face the impossible and when you face situations and when the enemy comes against you, you stand your ground on the word of God and you begin to speak that faith of the word of God. That's being full of the word and full of faith. But then combine that with being full of the spirit and full of power. Many people, when they want the power of God to manifest in their life, they've got to go find someone else. Many Christians rely on looking for an anointed minister that who has some power on their life. And that's been okay up until this point in the body of Christ. That's been okay. It's got us this far. But it's time for each individual to connect into the power. Connect in to the spirit yourself. Be. The Bible doesn't say these signs will follow ministers. Mark chapter 16. These signs will follow those who believe. Not just the fivefold ministry that God wants to move through. Yes, they have a place. They have a work to do. It's not just about running to this minister's meeting and that minister's meeting and finding where the power is. It's beginning to understand that, that, that I have access to the power. When God put his Holy Spirit, when I got baptized and filled with the Spirit of God, the power of the Lord came upon me. But now I've got to sit under that power and sit under that tap and let it flow and flow and flow into my life on a daily basis so that I become saturated with God. Because God wants us to be filled with all the fullness of God. That's my prayer for you. That is my prayer for me. That is my prayer for the people who connect up to this ministry. And that is my prayer for the body of Christ and for the church and for the church in this country, in the United Kingdom, and then for the church in other countries. We want to be filled with the fullness of God. Don't be satisfied. Don't be satisfied with where you are. The day's gone. The time is gone. Where we can just be satisfied to sit on the sidelines. That day's past. Body of Christ moved past that point now. We have entered into a day when we cannot sit on the sidelines anymore. We have entered into a day when the Spirit of God is ready to move and He's ready to pour out His Spirit and He is looking for vessels. And He's looking for vessels who are not going to put it off to tomorrow and are not going to sit on the sidelines and just watch it happen through someone else. We've passed that stage in the body of Christ. If you want the revival to begin to be poured out, we, we, then you need to be the vessel that revival pours out through. And you just wait until they're 5, 10, 15, 20, 50, 5,000, 20,000, 100,000 of us who are operating like this. You, you, you just wait 
for the great and begin to oh i don't you can't hear you but you you just wait it's going to happen and you will see not just miracles greater miracles greater signs demonstrations of the glory of god just like stephen who saw the glory of god manifest god wants to do this through his church he wants to do this through individual believers and thank God I see those comments. I'm a willing vessel. I'm a willing vessel too. And I thank God. And I believe more of you are. I believe I've got a hungry crowd here who are hungry for God. And that's why you come and you sit under the word of God. But you know what? It can begin to spread from you. Begin to spread from you. People say, where's revival going to break out? It's going to break out wherever there's a vessel who's hungry and gets so full of God that they're willing to be do this. This is why God's, this is why it's not breaking out yet because God doesn't want it to just break out in one place and in one village and in one city. And then all the Christians from all over the world run to that city and, talk, and, and, and name it. Well, this is the such and such revival that happened in such and such a town. No, 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 no. That's not for our day. That's for, for days gone by. We're not going to name this after one town or city. We're going to call this the body of Christ revival. This is the, the manifestation of the glory of God on the earth. Moving through his body, spreading everywhere, everywhere believers will yield to his presence and become so full of faith and full of the word and full of the spirit and full of power. Revival and the spirit of God will begin to pour out through them and God will use those vessels. You better believe me. The spirit of God is looking. His eyes are looking for vessels to use. What's it going to take? Is this going to take saying, oh, yes, Lord, I want to be that vessel. And then a quick five minute prayer. Oh, okay, God, I want to be that vessel. Oh, that's wonderful. Get on with my life. No, 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 no. That's not what it's going to take. There's a price. There's a price. This is going to take people who lay on their face before God and begin to cry out to God and begin to pray and pray in tongues and worship God and, and, and begin to saturate their lives in the word of God and say, I'm going to stay under the tap. I'm going to stay under that pouring out until I'm full. I'm going to do that. And I believe you are too. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 18 and 19. I've talked a bit about being full of the word and being full of faith. And I said, being full of the word doesn't just mean knowing and quoting scriptures. That's part of it. But it means understanding what God is saying in his word. Revelation and understanding and wisdom. What about being full of the spirit? <clears throat> well, you see, throughout the word of God, you will find the ministry of the Holy Spirit is connected to, to power. So when you talk about being full of the spirit, you're talking about being full of power. These two are connected. Full of the spirit means being full of power, just like being full of the word will mean being full of faith. <clears throat> but look at Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18. Now, if uh, Ephesians, the, these people were spirit filled, they had the Holy Spirit, they were baptized in the Holy Spirit. But what did he pray for them? Ephesians 5 18, do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation, but be filled with the spirit. And why would Paul pray, uh, sorry, say to a church that was already baptized in the Holy Spirit? Why would he say with the, to them, be full of the Spirit? Because they would just turn around and say, well, yeah, Paul, we were. We, we are filled. We're a Spirit-filled church. We pray in tongues. And Paul turns around and says to them, yes, be filled with the Spirit. What's he trying to say to them? <laughs> Well, it's found in the fact that the, this verse, and some people have drawn this out in the way they've translated this, this verse is written in the ongoing, it's the continuous present tense. 
It's not talking about an, an event that happened once in your life when you got baptized in the Holy Spirit. It is talking about a constant infilling, a constant flow of the Spirit of God filling me up. Be filled, be being filled on an ongoing basis. Why did Paul have to tell that to a church full of people who were supposedly filled with the Spirit and baptized in the Holy Spirit? Because Paul knew that we need to stay under the flow. We need to stay under the flow. We need to, 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 to stay, spend more time in God's presence and be ongoingly filled. What's going to happen when you are under the flow constantly? Well, it's what I spoke about earlier. <laughs> when you're just under that flow on an ongoing basis, you're going to fill up, you're going to fill up, you're going to fill up, and then we're going to squash it down, and we're going to cram it down, and we're going to fill up, and we're going to fill up, and we're going to push it down even more, and we're going to fill it up even more until it starts bursting out of the seams. <laughs> I believe this is the plan of God for the church. God's looking for this. And so the question tonight is, I'm not going to go on and on. The question tonight is this. Are you as full as you can be? You don't need to answer that to me. I'm not looking for hands. I won't even see your hands. I'm looking at this is for you to search your own heart. Are you as full as you can be? Are you satisfied with how much you already have of God? Or are you hungry for more? Have you begin to begin to realize that there's more of God that I can walk in? And I want to be one of those who become filled with the fullness of God. There's going to be a time, and I believe we're close to it. There's going to be a time when the church steps right on and we are so full of God that we step right on over just like Enoch did. <laughs> it's coming. It's going to be a day. The church is going to be so filled. I believe the glory of God is going to fill this earth through the, through the church, through believers, and we're going to be so saturated with God. And this is God's plan. Individual believers to be filled, but God wants to fill the church corporately. We'll talk more about that in this series. But I, 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 I want you to come to these in these Tuesday. I know you come hungry and expecting many of you for, for good teaching and good word, but come even more hungry because these this series is going to stir you up. We're going to see things in the word. You're going to get teaching. You're going to get understanding of the word of God. You're going to see the plan of God from the word of God and what God's trying to do and where he's trying to take the church and what his plan is and what he intends to do and how he wants to manifest his glory like he's never manifested his glory ever before on this earth at a greater level. I believe God has, has, has reserved some things for the end that are a greater level and a greater measure than has ever been experienced before. <laughs> and, it's, and, 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 and the potential is there for us to step into those things. Amen. So you might, you might want to, this message, you might, you might want to, if you're by yourself, you might just want to get on your knees now. You might want to get on your face before God right now. And if you're not by yourself or you can't do it right now, some of you are watching from work, I understand. You can do it later. But you can begin, some of you might want to respond to this message and begin to say, Father God, I want to be that vessel that God flows through. I don't want to just see revival happening. I don't want to just be in the meeting where revival's happening through others. I want to be the one that's bringing the revival and the demonstration of the Spirit of God. Stephen wasn't even a leader of the church. He wasn't an apostle. He was just one of the believers, but he became so full of God. He took the time to get so full of God that suddenly one day the glory, he just looked and he saw the glory of God manifesting. And Heavenly Father, I want to be one of those. And, I, and, I, and I'm going to consecrate myself. Like I said, some of you might want to get on your knees right now, and you might want to consecrate yourself afresh to the Lord.
You might want to begin to lay lay down before God and consecrate and say, Heavenly Father, I, I, I want to rededicate my life to you. And by rededicate, I don't mean that you've been a bad, backslidden Christian. You might want to rededicate yourself to the calling and to, to, to what God has for your life. You might want to be, some of you might want to respond and say, Father God, I want to consecrate myself afresh. I want to offer, I want to, the Bible says, offer, your, offer yourselves as a living sacrifice. And to, you, you might want to do that right now and say, God, I want to offer myself up here. Here I am. I offer myself as an offering and as a sacrifice for you to use. I bring my offering today. That's what we're doing right now. We're taking up an offering, not a money offering. We're taking up an offering of lives and souls and beings, offering themselves up to the Lord and beginning to say, Heavenly Father, I want to be that vessel that you flow through. And I offer myself as a vessel to you right now. And I and I make a commitment to you that I'm going to do what's necessary. I'm going to I'm going to press on in for more of you. And I'm not going to get hungry with how much I get in one day or two days or three days. I'm going to keep pressing in, and I'm going to keep pressing in, and I'm going to keep pressing in until I get so saturated and get more and more and more of God. Hallelujah, Father God. And we just thank you for that. We we thank you, Father God. I believe that the Spirit of God responds. I believe that the Spirit of God responds when people do this. And people, I'm going in. You're welcome to come with me. I'm going into a deeper level with God. And I believe that other people will be pulled in and drawn in through that. But uh, some of you as well, you can begin to draw in and pull other people in deeper into God as, as the Spirit of God begins to manifest through your life. So it's up to you. So I'm not going to I'm not going to go on and on tonight because the, some of you might want to keep praying and seeking God after this, or you might want to do some things after this me message finishes. But 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 I, I trust that today's stirred some hunger, and stirred some passion and desire for more of God because you can have more of God and make that your prayer, Heavenly Father. Just like Paul prayed, I pray that I will be filled with the fullness of God. So God bless you. And as I said, this is part one in the series. So I just want to encourage you people, if you if you if you don't mind, if you'll share these videos, then start watch part parties. That's the way to get the word out. It's a good opportunity. And 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 you know, and I know so many of you do, but I'm just saying it again. Share these videos, get this message out there. They, they, so people begin to to get stirred up about this. There are people who are crying out for revival, but they don't know how to get it. They just think one day God's gonna show up. But God's looking for those vessels and people need to hear a word like this to begin to understand that I want to be the vessel that the spirit of God flows through. Amen. So God bless you. Thank you for sharing it. I appreciate that. And uh, I trust God we're going to be we're going to be getting go going with our live meetings again soon in person. And that we're, we're right on, it's going to happen. Uh, we need to get on with some things in this nation <clears throat> and other nations. And I, I'm considering, you know, we've been doing online meetings for different regions around the UK. And, and we're going to, you know, and we've had some amazing times, but I believe we're going to get them live. But I'm praying about the opportunity and the option about doing some online meetings aimed at specific countries, other countries, maybe America, maybe Europe, uh, for, pe for some of those people in those other countries. And we begin to do some meetings on Zoom, just like I do around the UK. I'm praying about it. I'm considering it. So just just if, if, if you're interested, just let me know. And um, but uh, praise God.
Thank you, Father God, that you're moving. And we thank you for your spirit. And I thank you that you pour out your Holy Spirit on each person who's been listening to this message now. And thank you for the presence of God manifesting in their lives. Thank you for filling people up afresh. I pray right now that people will just get a fresh and filling right now. And that people will be touched by God and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be filled right now in Jesus' name afresh. And then begin to follow this through and stay filled. Amen. God bless you all. Thank you very much for listening. And uh, we'll see you for part two of this series uh, next week.